Hello and welcome to another edition of the Vault City Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is James Cooney and I'm joined by a guy who uh, made us cancel the uh, episode last week. It's Lewis Glover. Lewis, how are you, buddy? I know. Oh, well, I'm, I'm doing I'm doing good now I get to talk to you. Sorry for being such a piece of shit and, and going to a wedding last week. Yeah. I, I sincerely apologize. Just FYI for people who don't know, Lewis had a wedding last week and uh, he got so pissy about me and James having a good time last week that he decided that he was going to threaten to leave if we did the episode without him. So uh, we decided to cancel just because we love Lewis and we don't even talk. I am I am a bit of a diva, so you are as the as the star of the show. I went full Antonio Brown, excuse me, full AB, the brand AB, and demanded that you were, you know, you were exactly not have a good time without me. Exactly, I am the John Groot of the podcast. I do have the good looks, and uh, yeah, look, we just abide by what you want to do. And Lewis, we're glad to have you back, mate, and glad to be talking to you again. It's, well, it's always good to be back. It's always good to be talking fancy football. And we're, can you believe it? We're just about to cross the halfway stage of the regular season for fancy football. I know. It's pretty wild. Week seven, there's only, we're counting playoffs. We're probably yeah, halfway through the uh, regular season with two weeks of playoffs. And yeah, couldn't uh, couldn't be more happier, even though my te- most of my teams are you know not doing too well. But I still got a couple good ones going in there. Still I tell you what, you're doing, well, you're doing well in our dynasty league. I know, killing it. Killing it. And I, I dropped at OJ Howard and David Njoku with my like third and fourth pick as well. So that was going great. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a problem. That is a very big problem. But, you know, when you've got guys like Philip Lindsay in your team, you know, they just carry you along. Doing well. He's doing well. I was like, I was wondering why I, you hated Philip Lindsay so much and I loved him. And I realized we did that Dynasty Rankings podcast uh, at the start of the year. That's why that's why he made me love me because uh, you hated him. Is that that? That's why you love him because I hate him. Yeah, that's that was the reason why. Yeah, that makes sense. Jimbo, the producer. How are you, boys? Good, mate. How are you? I just thought I'd do a bit of an update for you yeah. guys um, from the last last episode's beer bets. Yeah. Uh, so we had uh, Lewis Glover said Gurley would be better than Lindsay. He was wrong. So Jimmy gets another which- one. Which, oh, no, 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 which, no, which you, week was that? No, that you're, that's the whole season you're talking about. You. No, no, no. The season's at the top here. He's, Lewis has got Gurley to be a top 12 player at the top. But yeah. for the week, week six, it was Gurley better than Lindsay and Lindsay was better by four points. But I, I, was, I didn't, I didn't put, he didn't, Gurley didn't play last week. No, no, yeah, the it week, week it was the week before. Oh, the yeah. week oh, before, I was like, hang Lindsay, on a minute. Lindsay was better by four points, exactly. There we go. Oh. So that's another one for Jimmy. Plus on the kicker jewel, add another one. Kicker jewel. Jimmy? Yes, look at that. You're slowly starting to get back to break even. Also, yeah. Watkins to be a top 12 without mm. Hill. That's a yeah, miserable, I'll take, miserable I'll, I'll loss. Take, take the, tell the loss there, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and then Daniels to be a top 12 quarterback. That was you, James. I know. I'll, I'll take, I'll, you know what? I'll take the L on that. You take the L. And guess what? He was, what, 15th? And if he didn't throw that interception, he would have been top 12. So, so you know as what? of right you know now. That's a moral victory for me, actually. As of right so now. So, and he scored speaking of moral victories, I know I know uh, Jay is dying to get the update in, but speaking of moral victories, Sammy Watkins had all of the, the volume. It just didn't pay off for him. So I'll take that moral victory. No, you won't. You are a moral victory, Lewis. Uh, so <laughs> right now it stands, James has won four, Lewis has won three, and we still have our season-long bets of which rookie would be better, where Lewis took Sanders and... Uh, James took Josh Jacobs. I'm getting ready to pay out on that, yeah. to be honest. And Gurley, no, no, no. Gurley we'll see. Miles Sanders is just about to come into his own. Do you see how elite his receiving and pass protection was? 
Woo. He's playing the stout Dallas Cowboys defense this week who can't, no one can score on those guys. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, beer bets updated. Enjoy your show. Thank you very much, Jimbo. Thank you, thank you. Well, a couple of weeks ago before Lewis took his little break, um, we did uh, a few guys hit the panic button. But uh, this time we'll do uh, some hot performers to start off the year, some hot starts. And we'll see if they are pretenders or they're going to be performers going into the uh, last half of the season. So, Lewis, we've chosen one each from each position. Um, kick us off first with the quarterback position. Who have you chosen and what do you think they're going to be? So, I've the way I've gone through, I've, you know... Out, sort of outlier names that we maybe didn't expect to be where they were. And I've gone with Lamar Jackson, the quarterback one overall, and he has just been phenomenal. He's been awesome this year, and he's going to stay top 12. In fact, I don't see him finishing outside of the top five. The way he's been playing, the floor that his rushing ability brings, the improvement that he has in the passing game. And bearing in mind, he's done this with you know a very limited receiving call lately. Mark Andrews has been injured, so he's been, you know, not at 100%. And Marquise Brown has missed time as well. Someone who was really propping up uh, Lamar Jackson's um, passing uh, fantasy points in the first few weeks of the season. So, yeah, Lamar Jackson's just been awesome. I'm so glad to see him pay off as a, a fantasy asset. And where you're able to steal him in drafts, it's just what he's returning is just incredible. He has had a few great games against some very bad defenses, though. That does... Uh... That's he had, what, 33 against Miami, 30 against Arizona. He had 21-24 against Kansas City and Cleveland and had a terrible performance against Pittsburgh. Did play well last week, and he's going against Seattle this week. Um, but, yeah, he uh, going forward, I think he's going to be sort of, I wouldn't say QB1, he's in the top five for sure. In the uh, playoffs, weeks 14 and 15, he does go against Buffalo and New York, who are Buffalo very good defense, and New York are uh, thereabouts. Wouldn't say anything special. But uh, look, going forward, I do think Lamar Jackson, especially with his rushing ability, um, he's going to be a very good play for you if you picked him up or you drafted him. Well done to you. Yeah, I mean, that's the great thing about him. You touched on it as well, his his rushing ability. So even in games where he goes against what on paper seems like a really tough matchup and he has a quieter game, he's not going to bust an absolutely tanky week like, say, Jared Goff did against the 49ers because he does have that rushing floor built in and... He can still get you six to eight points every game, maybe more if he sneaks in for a touchdown and without returning, you know, a great passing day. So that's the great thing about Lamar Jackson. He just won't he won't lose you a week and most of the time he can can win you a matchup as well. Absolutely. Uh my guy I've gone with, I've gone with Tom Brady, who I was projected no it was ADP was going around that fourteen, fifteen range. Currently right now he's QB eight. And usually sort of down the end of the year, they obviously they're uh, locked up the NFC East and sort of he takes a back seat and uh, takes it easy. But coming up, he has some very, very bad defenses. He goes up against Philadelphia, who are terrible against quarterbacks and wide receivers. He goes up against Dallas, Miami again, uh, Houston, Kansas City, Cincinnati. Just some great defense to pick apart on. And I just think Tom Brady's absolutely um, performed this year. And if you got him, go grab him. I'm pretty sure he's on the waiver wire. He's currently right now on NFL.com. He's only... 90% owned, so there's 10% that uh, people who don't own him will go get him because he's an absolutely star for you in the playoffs and they're coming up soon, as we said, halfway through the season. So get some Tom Brady's here. That's an interesting call. And as a, a Patriots fan, I, I thought I'd be all over this. But I will say you know, Brady has looked somewhat his age this year, 
finally. And that number, that QB8 number, has been propped up as well by, I think he's got three rushing touchdowns this season. He was bailed out last week against the Giants as well with two rushing touchdowns in the one game, which is incredibly rare for Tom Brady. I do think he sneaks in as a, as a QB1, but I think he's you know right there at, at QB12. Uh, I, I, I appreciate his, his very nice schedule he's got coming up, which will definitely help. But I do think there's some other names outside of the top 12 that have, have really yet to fire and can and can force their way ahead of him as well. But but yeah, I I I don't think he's gonna gonna bust. And if you've got him and you drafted him late as your as your quarterback, well done. Well done indeed. Your running back, Lewis, who have you chosen? Aaron Jones, running back six. Now everyone knows I was a big Aaron Jones fan in the offseason. I drafted him in quite a few places, and you know, so far he's he's been pretty serviceable obviously he has that huge game uh propping him up to running back six i think he had three touchdowns in the in a single game four. and then last was it, it was four was four. it mm-hmm. four touchdowns in one game there we go and then J- jamar williams also uh you know performed well against the the lions and had a big fantasy day there as well so i, I don't see aaron jones hanging around inside the top 12. i do think they're both viable fantasy options moving forward i still do prefer aaron jones to jamal williams i just think he's a better talent but clearly williams has got a role carved out for himself when he's healthy and he, he looks healthy and and looks good so uh yeah aaron jones to fall outside of the top 12 for me yeah i agree with you there uh he does go against chicago and minnesota again and as you said, Williams is sort of carved on a nice role. If Derek Barnett didn't knock him out the uh, Eagles game, I'm pretty sure he would have uh, taken a few fantasy points off him as well. Uh, we'll go to my guy. I got Austin Eckler, who's uh, running back three at the moment. And uh, now with the addition of Melvin Gordon, I think he's going to be a bit of a pretender. Um, hasn't had doesn't hasn't played too well uh, last week against the Steelers. Obviously had a good game against the Dolphins because everyone has a good game against the Dolphins. But I'm just not liking Austin Eckler. I don't think this running back one two attack is going to work. I think the Chargers have sort of lost it this year and uh, I think it's time to fade him and sort of try to get rid of him and try to get some value out of him while he can. Yeah, I think it's going to be hard to get fair value for Eckler because everyone's sort of like, oh yeah, Melvin Gordon's back and his role's going to fade away. I do think that his carries seed away and they're going to try to get Gordon going. He made that comment about, you know, what can you do with eight carries? I think the Chargers offense is in trouble, right? They look they look awful. The offensive line is is shot to bits. They really struggled against against Pittsburgh, but I, I still fancy Austin Eckler to be able to put in you know low end RB two, high end RB three numbers, particularly if the Chargers have got to throw to stay in the game and their defense has you know not been much chop either. So I can I can see Eckler still still being fantasy relevant, but certainly he's going to start to free fall over the next few weeks out of that running back three position. Your wide receiver. My wide receiver again probably seems probably seems a bit obvious, but he's got a really nice matchup this week as well, and everyone's got Minshew fever. But but DJ Chark, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't think you'd find many people who could tell you who the wide receiver five in PPR scoring is and get it right and answer DJ Chark. It's unbelievable. He's already scored 112 PPR points. However, 30 of those points are from touchdowns. He scored five touchdowns in six games, which accounts for half of the team's total touchdowns as well, which is just completely un- unsustainable considering the target distribution around the team as well. 
Um, so I, I expect him to to come down to earth sooner rather than later. I, he's clearly a talented player. He's got great rapport with Minshew. But expecting him to remain as a fancy wide receiver one uh, is just, yeah, uh, is just very unrealistic. Uh, so wide receiver two sort of performances or finishes for Shark moving forward. Although this week he is in a great spot, a great, great spot against the Bengals. Very good spot against the Bengals. Uh yeah, moving forward, he does sort of doesn't have the sort of best matchups. Goes against Tampa Bay, uh, Tennessee, Houston, some okay ones there. But yeah, as you said, I think um, obviously a lot of people have Minshew mania. Who knows what they do with quarterback if uh, Nick Foles comes back, which I highly doubt. But uh, yeah, obviously he's emerged. We all thought DD, you thought DD Westbrook would emerge, but it's been DJ Shark. Um, but I think if you dra- if you picked him up, because I don't think anyone drafted him really. Um, you've already got a wide receiver one, so you you happy playing him as your wide receiver two or your flex, or even flex? Absolutely, you've already whatever. If you get two games on him, he's already returned value. So, kudos to you if you did go and, and snag him and pick him up. Uh, and just on Didi Westbrook and potentially Nick Foles there as well. If Foles comes back, I or if there are any rumblings of, of that happening, I will be picking up Didi Westbrook immediately because of his alignment where he plays and. It just meshes nicely with with Nick Foles as well, but but right now it's very much the DJ Chark and Leonard Fournette show. Both of these of those guys, I think, this week come in are going to have monster games. Yeah, I, my guy, I have gone with Cortland Sutton from the uh, Denver Broncos. He's had a very good year with uh, Joe Flacco on the quarterback. He's right now wide receiver eleven, um, but I think he's a bit of a pretender. Uh, just don't see sort of Joe Flacco being able to sustain a nice wide receiver in the top twelve. Um, I think he's had a few lucky games. He's got caught a lot of balls currently right now. Uh, here we go. He's caught only three touchdowns, but there's been a lot of receptions. Does go against the Kansas City Chiefs tomorrow night or tomorrow afternoon, which is going to help him. Does go against them two in Week 16. Uh, but there's some really bad matchups in there. Goes against Minnesota, goes against Buffalo, goes against the Chargers, Casey Haywood. Uh, the Colts as well. They're a good defense. So just not liking uh, the Denver Broncos this year, especially Joe Flacco and Cortland Sutton. I think it's going to be, apart from Philip Lindsay, sorry. I just don't think Courtland Sutton's going to be sort of a top 12 wide receiving, sort of going to be fading in my books. Yeah, and and looking sort of big picture for the whole Denver Broncos as well. uh, I mean, what, they have one win on the season? Is that right? Am I I poorly remembering there? The Denver Broncos. Two. Two. They got two wins, right? And they're going against the Chiefs. You don't expect them to win that game. They could be out of a playoff pitcher very, very quickly. Now, I don't know what his status injury-wise is, but you'd think at some point, if the, the playoffs are gone, they're going to want to take a look at, at Drew Locke and see what they have there, uh, which will probably downgrade the entire receiving core for the for the Broncos for the rest of the season as well. So something to keep an eye on, not just for the Broncos, but for for other teams who potentially, you know, might be looking to make a switch at quarterback and what that means for the asset fantasy assets, like the Titans who've who've just benched Marcus Mariota for, for Ryan Tannehill. Indeed. Well we'll go to the tight end position and one of your guys this year. Yeah. Big on Darren Waller coming into this season. I had him in a in a ton of drafts in if, uh, all various kinds of league, dynasty, best ball, etc. And he's just been awesome. And I think he's the real deal. He's currently the PPR tight end seven. He's already had his bye week and he's yet to score a touchdown on the season. Tight end is such a position that is propped up by, by uh, random touchdown scoring because that's what touchdowns are. They're basically random. But he hasn't scored a touchdown, and he's he's just been so good. He's been rewarded with a new contract extension today. 
I think it was a three-year extension. He was due to be a restricted rights-free agent. So great piece of business for the the Raiders locking him up. Great for for Waller. We all know his his personal struggle to see his his uh, effort and reward be or personal effort be rewarded with with a, with a nice contract. So I really like Darren Waller to to maintain and even push towards a, a you know top top five top six finish on the season uh, at the tight end position. You love your drug rehab guys. You got your Josh Gordons, your Darren Wallace. You just sort of love her. I'm, I'm a sucker for a redemption story, you man. Do. You do. That's and why we got you on the podcast. I love a redemption story. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Wait to see him in footy trip this weekend. I'll be, <laughs> I'll be, Fuck, I'll, you're going to have to end up, you're going to end up in rehab after footy trip. 100%. If I don't, then I haven't had a good footy trip. You have any more tattoos coming up? We'll find out. You'll find out next week in the podcast. I look forward to it. Well, I, my guy I've chosen is Mark Andrews, who uh, was barely drafted by anybody and has become Lamar Jackson's favorite target. Currently, right now, he's tight and two. As you said, he has been injured. He's been playing through it. Hasn't had the best couple of weeks, but he has had some big games and they do have an easy schedule. They've got um, a nice matchup this week in Seattle who do like a lot of points to the tight end. So I think Mark Andrews is the real deal. Um, don't think he's going to be tight end two, maybe tight end five. I do think Ertz, um, Kelsey, even Kittle will sort of emerge and become better players and score more points. But I think he's a nice, viable tight end and he's going to be one for the future, I reckon. Oh, absolutely. His dynasty value is shooting up every single week. And the way he's used in this offense is, he's, he's, you know, he's a bona fide re- receiver. They have other guys there at the tight end position to do the dirty work in the trenches. Hayden Hurst bulked up the uh, first round pick from, or second round pick from last year. I forget when they drafted him, but he was ahead of Mark Andrews. They've got, uh, I think it's Nick Hayden Boyle, Hurst. another guy, another guy there. Um, so Mark Andrews is really freed up to do all the, the glamour work, catching, catching passes. And he's just been absolutely, absolutely awesome. And particularly when you look at the other receiving options around him, Hollywood Brown's been banged up and, you know, he's often a, a deep threat. So you, you, he's not getting 15 targets a game. And then you've got Sneed, who is the ultimate just a guy. And Boykin is got potential he's a physical specimen but he's he's a raw rookie so mark andrews has really stepped up as the primary receiving outlet for this team and yeah definitely got a great chance to finish inside the top five just on george kittle you noted him he's really started to to trend up lately the first three weeks of the season he you know he was fine he wasn't bad by any stretch of the imagination but they had their bye week and it seems like they've made a a conscious effort to get him more involved and that's come with uh 20.8 20.8 PPR points and 18.3. And then he gets a juicy matchup against Washington. Carolina at home is fine. And then week nine, George Kittle week. He might break the single game record for tight end yards and touchdowns against Arizona, who Smells just like decided. A bit to me. What's that? Smells like a beer bet to me. Yeah, that's not a beer. That's just a that's an outlandish statement. Oh. But I will take a beer bet that he coming up that he scores over twenty points against the Arizona Cardinals. No, it's not that hard though. So <laughs> exactly right. So he's gonna have a well, monster week against Arizona. Well, yeah, but he's not gonna set the, the record. That's all well, I, I don't even know. I don't even I don't even know what the record is. But he he has the potential to just go absolutely balls deep on Arizona. That's for sure. James put on the board. I think he wants to be about that. Yep, he's yep. Yeah, he is going. Yeah, that's it. That's it. We will we'll figure out what balls deep means when we get to week nine. But it's happening as we speak. Thank you, James. Please, please draw an 
you know, an illustration alongside that as well. No. Uh, we'll move on now to our starts, sits, or lineup locks, sits of the week, and our streams. But, uh, Lewis, I believe we have a sponsor to, to chat about. We do. It's our weekly sponsor. They're an awesome supporter of the podcast, of the Vault Studio, run by a couple of great guys. They are breaking the game down under, and they are the Helmet Break Group, leading just the, the most premium merchandise you can you can get your hands on in terms of signed helmets, authentic helmets. You you see the nice Ezekiel Elliott one that James keeps showing off for the the Vault NFL show. We've got the signed Big Ben helmet we're giving away in the league, and I'm sure throughout the rest of the season we might have something else to work with those guys and, and get something for, uh, to, to, to share with our listeners. So do yourself a favor, search BTG Down Under or go to facebook.com slash groups slash BTG Down Under. They're breaking the game down under, and they're an awesome sponsor of the show, and we're, you know, we're wrapped to be working with them. Wouldn't mind a sign Carson Wentz helmet if you got one guys Wouldn't <laughs> but anyway i digress lewis let's put our lineup blocks in for the week let's help these fine listeners out and who are you going to start first uh first i am starting well if i'll caveat this with if he's healthy and it's mixed bag right now but i'm starting christian kirk if he is healthy yep uh got a fantastic fantastic matchup going up against the new york giants they give up the most, or they have given up the most yards in the NFL to opposing wideouts. We all know about the air raid offense. Kingsbury's running; it's starting to starting to look a little better, starting to click after the first few weeks. Murray's starting to to find his feet a little bit and really show off that elusiveness in the pocket, making some real nice throws. The Cardinals throw sixty four percent of the time, uh, which is one of the higher rates in the league, and their defense absolutely stinks. Now, Patrick Peterson should be back for this. I think he was suspended for the first six weeks, so that should you know, help the stem the bleeding a little bit, but it's not a good defense. They're going to be throwing a ton, and, and Christian Kirk has been used in a, in a, in a deeper role, and, and Murray's really shone in a deeper role, and the Giants can't defend anyone deep, so it's a really prime matchup on paper. Just hope that ankle is uh, good to go for 4 a.m. Monday morning. Giants can't uh, stop anybody, Lewis. No. Not just deep, just anybody. Just anybody. Just anybody. Uh, my first start, I'm, I've obviously got to start Philip Lindsay this week against the Kansas City Chiefs, but I'm going for his uh, counterpart. I'm going for Royce Freeman. Ooh. Uh, I think it's going to be a nice one-two little one two punch. I think they're going to control the clock. They've seen how the uh, Colts and... Damn, who the hell last week? Uh, lo- not Lions. Oh, uh, Texans, that's it. Texans, t- Texans, yeah. Exactly. They show now they won. They've got to time of possession. You've got to keep uh, Patrick Jones off the field. You've got to run the ball. got to keep the clock moving. And I think Philip Lindsay and Royce Ring get a lot of touches this week, and they're going to keep the clock moving and score a lot of points for us. Yeah, Carlos Hyde looked like a world beater against uh, Kansas City last week. So, Absolutely dominated. And I can't wait for Philip Lindsay to dominate too. Yeah, that, it's, uh, it'll I'm be interesting. Sh- I'm, I'm looking forward to that game. Well, that's, to, that's tomorrow, isn't it? Yes, that's tomorrow. Uh, 11.25? 11.20, sorry. Awesome. Um, we've got a lot of Philip Lindsay bets, and I'm going to win all of them. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure I had... Um, what I have? Devontae Freeman will outscore Lindsay this season. And, and right now, I'm, I'm I'm starting to swear. I've got that one written down. Yeah, no. We've got we've got our own page. Shames is bought his bit. We've got our own page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Oh, well, I see Free, Freeman's been doing okay, actually. He started coming to his own, but we'll see. 
Uh, your next slump block for the week. Um, my next one for this week, as I flick back over to my show sheet, is one of my favorite receivers in the NFL. I think he's sensationally talented, and it is Brandon Cooks. That's a, that's a, bold, that's a bold pick. Very bold, Lewis. Well, you know, he's had two games in a row where he scored six points. People just watched Jared Goff throw for 78 yards. People, hmm. people are all of a sudden a little bit down on this on this Rams team. They've just traded for Jalen Ramsey. They've give, given up a, a fortune to get him. The general consensus is that, oh, they're, they're struggling offense. They can't get it done. They're going to have to rely on their defense, all of this stuff. And, and maybe that is true, but this is a prime spot to get right, right against one of the worst defenses in the NFL. You've got to fire him up against the Falcons and all three of these receivers, Cooks, Cooper Cup, um, Robert Woods, don't don't be scared, homie. Just fire these guys up, and yeah, Brandon Cooks is going to bounce back and have one of his his better weeks, probably of the season this week against the uh, the Atlanta Falcons. No, fair enough. I like that one. Um, obviously, you know it's an easy one, but again, Lewis, you always choose the easy ones. Uh, my it's next guy, bad. my next guy is uh, Philip Dorsett. Um, obviously, the caveat with uh, Josh Gordon hopefully being out. Another guy that you love. But uh, even when Josh Gordon played against the New York Jets in week three, Philip Dorsett had six catches, 53 yards, and a touchdown. And if he's the number one option for Tom Brady this week, well, I think he's going to have a lot more points than that. So set up Philip Dorsett in your leagues. Yeah, he won't be the number one. Edelman's, Edelman's playing one. this week. but do- Number one. <laughs> Edelman, Edelman loves to, to, to run a train on the Jets. He does that with regularity. So... Big game for Edelman, but yeah, Dorsett, he should be the de facto number two for Tom Brady there. Should be some targets up for grabs. And cornerback is where the, the Jets are struggling. They've got a, a very solid defensive line. Uh, you see, CJ Mosley's a, a, an excellent linebacker there as well. So Jamal the Adams. weak spot, and of course, yeah, Jamal Adams is one of the best safeties in the NFL. So you've got to attack them outside, and Philip Dorsett is, uh, is, is quite good there. So um, yeah, I like that call. No worries. Bit, bit of an easy one. The number one receiver for Tom Brady going against the New York Jets. But, you know, that's how it is. You always pick the easy ones, mate. Very cool. Now, your last <laughs> lineup block for the week, Lewis. Who have you got? My last lineup block. This is, this is uh, yeah, I really love to see this guy doing well in the NFL. Um, he plummeted down draft boards. He bombed the combine last year. He was drafted in the seventh round by the Cincinnati Bengals. It is the six foot five monster Florida State Seminole. Auden Tate going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I'm excited for Auden Tate to get his opportunity. He's done really well the past few games. There is no Jalen Ramsey now, as you mentioned, being traded to the Rams. And the Jaguars are one of 10 defenses to already allow over 1,000 yards to the wide receiver position through six weeks. So then they are, they're a bit of a paper tiger. Their name is scary. It's Jacksonville, but they're really, this ain't your dad's Jacksonville defense. There's not the Jacksonville defense of old. And Auden Tate's been playing well. He's getting eight, averaging eight targets per game. He made some incredible catches last week. And he's yet to pop in the red zone. And at six foot five, you think that that's going to happen before long. So really excited for Auden Tate this week. And I'll be sp- sprinkling him through my DraftKings lineups as well. Interesting, juicy one. Well, hopefully, uh, Clint with his DraftKings video, hopefully he doesn't uh, put him in there with you, Lewis. Because I reckon what you've done is you listen to Clint's video and you've stolen off him. That's it. That's exactly what I do. He's, uh, you, know, you cheeky little bastard. <laughs> anyway, uh, my last guy, I'm going with Gerald Everett. 
as you said, there's a lovely matchup against the Falcons this week, who are one of the worst defenses ever. And he scored 36 points in his uh, last two games before San Francisco. He, only, uh, he had a dismal game, but he got overthrown for a 54-yard touchdown. <sighs> would-be touchdown. That was... Mm. Uh, Jared Goff. Exactly. Man, I needed that so badly because... I had, as we mentioned, I had Darren Waller as my tight end in, in many leagues, and it was the Raiders bye week last week. So who did who did I go and scoop up everywhere? Gerald Everett, mm. and who did Jared Goff screw me? I think Jared Goff personally, personally me. He did it on purpose. He knew yeah. that I had Gerald Everett. Did you lose by point two two points like you did in week one in the draft? <laughs> no, I didn't. I haven't had one that close. So you know. That's that's good news at least. Yeah, at least that's good news. But yeah, look, I think he's become one of uh, Goff's favorite targets because obviously he can't throw. He can, obviously, what he can do is throw close and short, and that's what Everett likes to play. And I think uh, Everett's a good play, especially for the rest of the season too. I really like his uh, uh, future in this season. Yeah, he's he's really talented. And an interesting little uh, nugget I saw scrolling through Twitter the other day, posted by Scott Barrett. Um, he was one of the most elusive tight ends or even receiving options actually in the past 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 three or four draft classes in the ncaa just an absolute monster at, at making people uh miss tackles super elusive so there you go a little fun fact about gerald everett always love fun facts from lewis always love it all righty we'll go to our sits of the week lewis and uh i know i know you want to go for an easy one like robbie anderson again like you always do against the uh, patriots but can you please choose three better ones thanks well, first of all, do bench Robbie Anderson this week mm-hmm. because very difficult matchup against Gilmore. And despite the fact he had like nearly 30 points last week, don't expect him to uh, to do it again. But no, going the other side of the coin, actually, my first sit is the quarterback for the New England Patriots, Tom Brady. Could you just sit your ass down? Yeah. Thank you, Jimbo. Mm. Uh, that's an interesting one. Why is that? So as I mentioned earlier, he... Uh, he he struggled against the Giants. He didn't He didn't look great, even in a really nice matchup. Lost Josh Gordon early, and I think that affected things. He was saved, bailed out by those two rushing touchdowns. We know what Greg Williams is going to do. He's going to dial up pressure and go after uh, Brady with, with blitzes. And missing, missing Gordon, as you mentioned, I do like Dorsett because of the volume there, but I think Edelman and Dorsett are going to get a lot of receptions. I just don't see Brady throwing for a ton of touchdowns. They don't have a great deep threat on the roster right now. Uh, ben Watson's just come back. You get He'll be taken out of the game by uh, Jamal Adams. Uh, and so I think this is a, a James White moving the ball down the field, Sony Michelle, or Rex Burkhead rushing touchdown type of game. Going on the road as well. Um, Jets at home, they're going to be buoyed by Donald being back, playing against the Patriots. I just... It just feels to me it's going to be one of those games where Brady has 12 points, the Patriots get a win on the road, but it's been a, a hard-fought win. And I don't I don't really know why other than a bit of a gut-feeling call and that Brady you know, hasn't looked great recently, um, particularly against the Giants at what was supposed to be a really easy matchup. Yeah, he didn't do too well. Obviously, the uh, weather sort of didn't help him either. But again, he had 20 points, two rushing touchdowns. That's all you need. So you yeah, need, and can't, can't, you can't rely on that. You can't you can. predict that. Put it on the board. He's going to have two touchdowns this week. <laughs> two, two rushing touchdowns. Just two touchdowns. Didn't say anything about mm-hmm. rushing. Uh, well, I'm going to go another quarterback too. I'm going with Philip Rivers. 
bad map to against the Titans this week. Even though the Titans' defense sort of actually sort of Titans in general aren't that good, but they don't allow quarterbacks to defeat them. Currently, right now, if the average for the whole year, they've averaged less than 225 passing yards and less than two TDs. So uh, they play the quarterback very well. Um, everything else they do very poorly. Um, but yeah, look, I'm going to sit Flip Rivers this week and sort of I think it's time to move on from him as well. Let him go, sort of guys. Let him go, as Frozen says. Could you just Let sit him. your ass down? Sit it, sit it down, old man River. Um, yeah, my next sit for the week, running back from the Philadelphia Eagles, Jordan Howard. Could you just sit your ass down? So last week in week six, Miles Sanders controlled the snap share. Now, obviously, that was partially game flow related. Sanders was getting the usage on third, third down. He showed off why. He is an excellent pass catcher. He is very good in pass protection as well. Howard has performed well running the football. But how do we beat the Eagles? You certainly don't run on them. You throw against them. And given the diabolical performance of the Cowboys against the Jets and the, the national laughing stock that they became, losing in prime time to a, to a 0 and 4 team i think they come out and they try to make a statement and they th- they want to put things right with a statement victory over their divisional rivals hopefully amari cooper's fit if he's fit he's going to have a day michael gallup's going to have a day and i think they attack the uh, the eagles through the air and they score some points on them what does that mean that means the eagles are going to be throwing too and i think that brings miles sanders into play and, um, you know, you'd be really banking on Jordan Howard to fall into the end zone to save your day. And I just, you know, it's, it's not a it's not a uh, optimal way to set your lineup, hoping for a touchdown. You want to be getting guys who are going to be getting snaps and hopefully finding your way with game flow. So Jordan Howard, sit for me. No, fair enough, Lewis. I agree with you there. Obviously, Vikings run defense was very good as well last week. And obviously, we were down big and we... That tends to, be, tends to be an issue with the Eagles. We tend to be down early and sort of making uh, catching our way back into the game. So, uh, yeah, um, agree with you there. Obviously, Miles Sanders had a big couple of catches and the touchdown too did help him as well. But, uh, yeah, Josh Jacobs still going to beat him. My next guy, I'm going to have, have two guys. I'm going to have Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson this week. Playing against the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Wait for James at the job. Could you just sit your ass down? Thank you, James. How's Angry Birds going? Good, he says. <laughs> James says he's going good. Uh, yeah, so Colts this year have played the run very well, especially running back this year. They've allowed less than 15 points combined to all running backs in the past four games. Uh, I think the Colts' defense is back. Darius Leonard being back does help. And, yeah, I'm going to sit those two. Even though they had a great game last week, it's just, uh, time to sit them down. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, I, I, I don't mind that call. I think people are going to be over-enamored with Carlos's high performance against KC and get, get excited and, and carried away and start him. And he's really not a uh, not a reliable start. And just looking down as well at the um, Indianapolis Colts, they uh, allow the fourth fewest targets to uh, opposing running backs as well. So tough tough little matchup for Duke Johnson there, who's primarily the, the, the pass-catching running back. So... Yeah, I, I I like those calls. Uh, Carlos Hyde also revenge game. One of my proponents. We love a revenge game. Carlos Hyde revenge game against the Colts. Against the Chiefs. Oh, against the Chiefs. Yeah, right. I mean, like, Carlos Hyde's been around, but I don't remember him playing for the Colts. But he's got a yeah. He's had a, got a few revenge games these days. Oh, plenty. Love well, to see it. Love to see it. Uh, your final sit of the week. 
My final sit. Now, when I say sit for this guy, he's he's too good to take out of your lineup, but I, I'm really tempering expectations for him this week. Um, and that's that's Tyler Lockett going against the Baltimore Ravens. Could you just sit your ass down? Looks like he's going to get shadow coverage from Marlon Humphrey, who's just, you know, he's done work this this season especially last week he took tyler boyd completely out of the equation he's stifled uh, odell beckham he's been really efficient they just traded for marcus peters as well what his involvement will be we'll see um yeah the the volume is obviously there for for lockett as the primary receiver russell wilson has just been incredible this season he's be, he's my favorite to win the mvp right now but getting that shadow coverage and Humphrey will travel to the slot with him as well. So they, they can't really move him around to get that optimal matchup. So I think you have to downgrade some expectations for Tyler Lockett for this week. No, fair enough. Ballsy pick. I like it. Finally, Lewis, you're sort of agreeing with me and you know, not doing the bad sits, actually doing some good sits now. I like it. I really rubbed off on you. <laughs> oh, yeah. You really rubbed off on me. Yeah. Uh, well, my last sit... Um, it's quite an easy one. I'm sort of rubbing off Lewis now. It's going to have Alan Robinson. Can you just sit your ass down? Got a great matchup against uh, Marshall Lattimore this week and undecided on who's playing. We don't know if Chase Daniels playing or Mitch Trubisky. Either way, they're not going to do any good. Uh, this Saints defense is for real. Um, we saw the past few weeks. Dak Prescott helped to do barely anything. Uh, last week against Gardner Minshew, didn't, didn't lay a touchdown to the Jags. So I think the Saints defense is going to dominate and they're going to dominate Mitch the bitch or... Chase the race. Yeah, there we go. Got him. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. That was awesome. Thank you. Look, luckily, we're not going out live and we can uh, we can post-edit that and fix that back up, hey? No, Chase the Mace. Chase the Mace. The medieval weapon who could injure a lot of people or the spray that hurts people's eyes? The spray that hurts people's eyes because he's hard to watch. There we go. There you go. I'll let, Nailed people, it. I'll let the people decide. Let the people decide. We need a nickname for Chase. Chase the cunt lace up his boots. There you go. <laughs> oh, God. I'm, I'm, I'm dying a slow death over here. Somebody James, help James me. is literally dying. He loved that one. Yeah. Chase, uh, oh, it's the last one. Chase the... Oh, it plays with a slow pace. Uh, that's okay. Yeah. Slow pace chase. Yeah. That's what they call him. We'll we'll take it. We'll take that as a moral victory. That's what they call him. Slow pace chase. Yes. It's gonna be a thing, and I can't can't wait. Seeing him that's scramble. Exactly. Slow pace chase. Slow pace chase. No, no pace chase. No, there I like, we go. I like, no, I like my one better. No pace chase. No. Nah, Vote. Yeah, it's listeners can let us know. Yeah, exactly. Put it in the comments, guys. Uh, but yeah, we'll go move on now to Clint. Clint's got his DFS plays of the week. Bringing the heat. Hey guys, Clinton from DraftKings here, uh, bringing you my week seven picks. Another millionaire maker. So if you're in the draw, good luck. Uh, picks this week. Quarterback. I've narrowed it down to three. Kyler Murray versus the Giants. Obvious pick. Six thousand seven hundred. Very pricey, but uh, he scores a lot of points. So uh, certainly in play. Josh Allen versus the Dolphins, 6,500. It's a soft matchup. Uh, he should score well. 
And if you're really looking for a cheap, cheap play, obviously Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, is now starting for the Dolphins. Uh, 4500 is a cheap price. Might be worth a punt play there. Uh, running back, uh, I've got five picks. Uh, Delvin Cook versus Detroit at 8000 He should go very well. Uh, Fournette is probably my best play at running back. Uh, v the Bengals, 7000 I think he uh, is underpriced and uh, and he's shown in the last few weeks that he will perform. Derrick Henry versus the Chargers, 5800 uh, I think that's cheap just for a, a guy of his calibre and he can flick the switch at any time. Tevin Coleman, uh, as you saw last week, he's starting to, since he's returned, get a, a bulk load of the carries over Breeder. So uh, against the, the Skins, at 5,600, he's in play. And another one who's extremely cheap is Kerryon Johnson uh, versus the Vikings. Obviously, it's not a great matchup, but at 5,100, I think he's certainly value. Uh, wide receiver, Hopkins versus the Colts. I go to Hopkins every week, and he burns me every week, and he's playing my boys this week. But at 7,800, uh, he keeps getting cheaper every week. Um, he's going to go off sooner or later. Tyler Lockett. Uh, is one of my top picks at wide receiver this week versus the Ravens, 6,600. Cheap price for the type of player that he is. Never thought I'd mention this guy ever. Uh, DJ Shark versus the Bengals, 6,000. Uh, might be underpriced. I'm not too sure, but I think he will go well this week and, uh, and bring back value. And probably the best pick for me, and it's probably something that you would do if you were going with Josh Allen, obviously plug in John Brown at the same time uh, against the Dolphins, 5,500. At tight end, uh, only three picks for me, uh, one expensive and then a couple of cheap options. Evan Engram versus the Cardinals, 6,500. Obviously, the Cardinals have shown that they can get scored upon pretty quickly. Uh, and he's get, now uh, Engram's there. He's going to be the main target. Uh, Mark Andrews versus the Seahawks at 4,400. Uh, I think he's underpriced for the type of player that he is. And Hunter Henry, as we saw in his return last week, uh, Rivers is going to throw him plenty of ball. So against the Titans at 4K, he's underpriced. Uh, defense, I wouldn't hesitate spending up at defense this week. Obviously, there's some chalky matchups. Um, and I would be going down that path if I was you because they could put up some big scores. Uh, they are the Bills versus Miami at 4,300. The 49ers versus Washington at 4,100. And if you were looking for a cheaper play, who I think can score and are certainly underpriced, uh, given their output, is the Bears v. the Saints at 3,000. That's it for me this week. Good luck, and I will see you next week. Bye. Chase, who can't find someone in open space. That's another one. Not bad. We're getting better. We're getting better. Jackson Perry uh, commented, shit face, Chase. That's, yeah, it's uh, blunt. It does what it says in the tin. I like that. Uh, I don't really like it. He's got a good, beautiful face. Um, I think you got a shit face, Jackson. Oh, Cooney. Brilliant. No holds barred. What, no holds what a barred. guy. That's what, that's what they call me. No holds barred, Coon. <laughs> Anyway, Lewis, thanks to that, Clint. Uh, much appreciated. Obviously, help, that can help your guys this week. we playing DFS. And as always, go to DraftKings because uh, I believe we have a contest this week, Lewis. Do we not? We do. Uh, the link will be will be live um, before before the weekend. We'll be sharing that across social media. But every week, uh, Fancy Football Down Under will be 
promoting a contest for DraftKings. So keep an eye out for that. We've had a few fans win some some nice cash there. I believe the contest we're promoting this week is their play action competition with a prize pool of over a million dollars, $100,000 to first place as well. You can get plenty of entries in there. Very cheap to enter. I believe that contest is $3 per entry. So definitely worth getting a few lineups into that tournament. Clint's, so I, I really like some of Clint's picks there. I'll definitely have some lineups with a Josh Allen, John Brown stack. And um, yeah, Evan Ingram going against the Cardinals as well. So I think they're going to be chalky picks, but I think they're going to return value and you can uh, you know, pay up to get some big name players elsewhere with those with those nice prices. Absolutely. So Lewis, Clint's give us some streams and let's give our, our fine list of some streams. Who have we got for your quarterback this week? Jacoby Brissett is my guy this week. Uh, he's still under 50% owned on ESPN. Texans are giving up nearly 20 points per game to opposing quarterbacks. The Texans offense is, is firing. Deshaun Watson is playing at an incredible level. I think Will Fuller's going to bounce back and have another big day. DeAndre Hopkins should pop off this week, as Clint mentioned. Um, he always plays well against the... Um, against the Colts as well. And before last week, or excuse me, last game against the um, against the, the Chiefs, Brissett hadn't, hadn't gone under 17.8 points as well. So he gets you a nice floor. And he's looked quite good this season. He looks like he could be a starter in the NFL for, for some time. So really like J Jacoby Brissett and a nice matchup against a defense that doesn't particularly scare you. Uh, no, it doesn't, but I don't think Jacoby Brissett is a guy that can be trusted. I think it's just sort of week by week. Um, he's going to be inconsistent, and obviously he's got a good matchup this week. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't be sort of, I wouldn't be trusting Lewis. I'm going to have to disagree with you there. I mean, he's been solid four out of five weeks, yeah. and they lent on the run game to to yeah. beat the the Chiefs, which is what you got to do, right? They can't stop the run. You've got to keep the ball away from Mahomes and and kill the clock. I'm they did that. They did that excellent. And I'm pretty sure that was the week he told everyone to start him. And look how that went. Yeah. I well, don't I don't know. We're firing. We're going back to the Jacoby Brissett. Well, we are. Um, but uh, I've got a better stream for you guys. I've got Gardner Minshew. He's going against the uh, lowly Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, they're just a shit show of a team. The defense is terrible. And over the past four weeks or four games for them, they've given up the third most points to quarterbacks. I think Gardner Minshew is going to have a sort of bounce back game against the Saints where he didn't score a touchdown. He had a poor performance. And what better what better team to go against is the Cincinnati Bengals, who are... Lewis, they're just, oh, they're just terrible. They're terrible, and they're missing their top three starting cornerbacks this week as well. So, um, yeah, the entire Jags offense is going to have a field day. Mm. We move on to defenses now, and who have you got? Who have I got for for defense? I've gone for the Green Bay Packers. Like it. Going uh, against Oakland. They're at home at Lambeau. Oakland hasn't got much in the way of weapons. They just traded for... Um, Zay Jones looks like uh, Tyrell Williams is going to continue to miss time with what is Gruden said he believes it's plantar fasciitis. And the Packers' defense has been solid. Um, they get pressure. I just don't trust Derek Carr on the road going into Lambeau. And I think there's a few turnovers up for grabs in this game. So get the Packers' defense into your rotation. Not bad. Well, Saul got one out of uh, left field here. Would love to go the 49ers, but... You know, everyone's got them against the Redskins. Would have loved to go against the Bills, against 
Uh, the Dolphins, but obviously everyone's got them. So I'm going to one out right left. I'm going to the Arizona Cardinals, who are who are absolutely terrible in defense, but they do get Patrick Peterson back. Um, that's going to help his first game in six weeks. Going against New York Giants, with Danny Dumbs does love to turn the ball over. Does love a nice it little does. turnover. Offensive line is it's thereabouts. It's thereabouts. Obviously, Arizona's defense line is any good, but New York do allow 11 points to fantasy defenses, and I'm hoping that uh, Arizona can at least score at least seven. So line up Arizona if you need anyone, if you've got the Panthers on a buy or if you've got someone else on a buy. Sort of look, look for the Arizona Cardinals if you're really desperate. There's no one else out there. Yeah, they have been getting some generating some turnovers. They've got Chandler Jones there who is, you know, undoubtedly a beast. The problem with the Cardinals is they're giving up so many points. They're just offsetting the points that they're scoring um, from their from their sacks and turnovers. Whether they can hold the Giants in check, maybe Saquon Barkley doesn't suit up or Sterling Shepard doesn't play or Patrick Peterson takes him out of the equation. We'll see. I mean, that is last desperation ditch play, like, like you said. But, you know, if they get you six or seven points they've probably done your job you're probably not expecting anything more than that from the cardinals so i won't be starting them anywhere but maybe you're playing in a deeper league or maybe someone's hoarded defenses i I don't know maybe playing a dynasty league and there's yeah there's only a handful left on the waiver wire going yeah cardinals could be worth worth a worth a flick absolutely absolutely so we'll go to our last segment of the uh night we're going for the kicker jewel james Well, Lewis, I am 3-2 up for the year. Obviously, didn't do any last week. Obviously, I would have chosen somebody, but again, you bitched out and didn't want me to do a podcast by myself. So, who have you got this week, Lewis? Who are you going to lose to me again this week? I'm um, following a conversation we were just having about how shitty the Cincinnati Bengals are, and I'm going with Jacksonville's kicker, Josh Lambeau. Uh, The Cincinnati... uh, We talked about missing their their cornerbacks. Jacksonville and Minshew are going to move the ball up and down the field. Maybe they'll get stalled in, in the red zone and settle for field goals, but there's probably going to be quite a few extra points flowing their way as well. So give me Josh Lambeau. No, I like that one. I like that one a lot. Uh, but I'm going with Brandon McManus going tomorrow against the Chiefs, who uh, do have a very poor defense. Don't think Joe Flacco and Co. going to score a lot of touchdowns, and I think he can kick a lot of field goals, especially mile high, where they can bomb some field goals out there, 60 yarders. 70 yard field goal, let's go. Exactly. So, uh, I've been Brandon McManus scores a 70-yard field goal and scores me the win this week as well. Here's, yeah, well, let's hope that doesn't happen. I'm hoping that they realize that they need to be aggressive against the Chiefs and go for it on fourth down and don't settle for field goals like cowards, like ah. the Dallas Cowboys. Ooh, shouldn't have said that one. Shouldn't have said that one. <laughs> You're a pig. Absolute pig. I know. I know. James spends all of his time trying to help this studio and yourself, Lewis, and all you do is treat him like trash. I don't like, I don't, I don't like <laughs> we're a, it. We're in an abusive relationship. You should have you should have seen the messages last week, guys. You should have seen them of Lewis cracking the shits. Absolute, isn't, absolute I know, absolute queen. diva. You're worse, mate. You're worse than a diva. You're worse than Antonio Brown. <laughs> that's just that's just cold. Nah, I've said it. It's out there. Can't take it back now. Can't, no, t- no take you backs. No take backs. 
Oh, All right, mate. I think that'll uh, that'll do it for this that's week. A, that's a good way to end the show. Good way to. It's end a good the show. way to end the show. Being told you're worse than a man with multiple sexual felonies looming over his head. That's nice. Who randomly have you seen him hanging out with a Western Bulldogs football player the last few days? Yeah, Josh. Duncan. Yeah. Is he? Does so that do mean you know, Antonio Brown's in Australia, or is Dunkley over no, there? No, no, no. They're 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 in they're down in Miami. They've so I don't know if you remember on Hard Knocks uh, when when AB was going through his data with that with his his trainer. He's an Aussie guy, and he helps him with all his like footwork drills and explosiveness and tracks all of his movement and stuff. And oh. the uh, Aussie Aussie rules guys were out there by his invitation to go and train, and then they worked out at AB's training complex or whatever he's got going on down there in Miami. And then they decided to fill, to try and cover him on some routes, apparently. So that's how that happens. There you go. The more uh, you know. Now I know. Well, the Bulldogs can't cover anybody either, so they didn't do it. <laughs> they suck. I don't know how they won a premiership, but anyway. Yeah, I mean, it didn't look like that was a professional athlete. Now, I know it's just a completely different sport and whatnot, but he just looked like a, a, a flailing bag of spaghetti trying to follow Antonio Brown. Obviously, doesn't go bowling. I tell you that. Need a lot of work in bowling. Obviously, should do some more bowling. <laughs> Went bowling over the weekend. Jeez, you know, I smashed it. Well, what are you? Well, you're just a premium athlete, mate. One fifty-two with bumpers. Okay. With bumpers. Oh <laughs> uh, well, mate, James is dying. <laughs> with bumpers. That was that was what got me. With bumpers. Ah. Uh. Uh, amazing! Smash Did you do my- your little coloring in on the tray when they brought your, your chips and coke over? <laughs> uh, no, actually, I spilled them everywhere because I wanted to, I didn't get a strike and I cracked it. Uh, what a shame! And they put tomato sauce on them. I didn't want them on the side not on them. These inconsiderate jerks! I know, right? <laughs> Bloody zone bowling! Don't go there! Don't go to the one at Forest Hill. They're dogs. And the they time put sauce zone, on everything. And, and, and the, I got times. I was supposed to get two games of time zone, and the cards didn't work. Just like, what kind of show are you running? Absolute amateur hour. Mm. What are they, the Miami Dolphins? Worse, Washington Redskins. Washington Redskins. Yeah, they at least there's some kind of plan going on in Miami. Exactly. The Redskins are just cooked. Mate, trust the process. They're doing what Philadelphia did in basketball. Now it's going to work. In, it's going to work. It's going to work. Hope you know. Hope it does. I hope it does work out. It'd be cool to see. It will be cool to see. Well, we'll be cool to see the Philadelphia Eagles beat the Dallas Cowboys this week, but we both know that's not going to happen. So, Lewis, um, I bid you a fair Next week, I'll be the housekeeping, sorry. Next week, we won't have a live show because, again, Lewis has cracked the shits. Um, can't make it next week. So, we're going to do a podcast on Tuesday night. We'll go up Wednesday morning. So, be uh, on the lookout for that one. But for now, Lewis, I'll see you next week, buddy. And, uh, yes, hope you're in a better mood. Yeah, and I hope you survive footy trip. I won't. Well, I look forward to doing the show solo next week. With J.A., yeah. (laughs) Oh, J.A. See you, mate. Farewell, guys. Farewell. Yeah. Hey, hit records on my demo. Did y'all boys not get the memo?